1: This is People Every Day. Coming up, inside the tragic update in the case of missing woman Gabby Petito and what her friends told People about her relationship with Beyoncé Brian Laundrie. Plus, Disney says they'll reset in the wake of Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit. The White House weighs in on the disturbing images of Border Patrol and Haitians seeking asylum. And Nicole Richie's 40th birthday goes up in smoke. It's September 22nd. Hi, guys. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, and this is People Every Day. It is Wednesday. It's going to be about 100 degrees where I am, but not as hot as Nicole Richie's 40th birthday celebration, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah going to start you off with a funny one today. The star posted a video on Instagram showing her blowing out the candles on her birthday cake yesterday. But things took a quick turn when her hair caught on fire. They got it out. She is perfectly fine. Thank goodness. And even her husband, Joel Madden, poked fun at the situation, quoting her pal Paris Hilton. He wrote, that's hot. (laughs) Moving on to some news out of Hollywood. Disney is saying they will be making some changes in the wake of Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit over the studio's decision to stream her hit film, Black Widow. CEO Bob Chappick said during a recent Goldman Sachs conference that the company is in the midst of a, quote, reset in terms of how it works out talent deals in this new media landscape. He said, we've got to sort of this middle position where we're trying to do right by the talent, the talent's trying to do right by us, and we're just sort of, figuring out our way to bridge the gap. There's some big news out of the politics world as well today. On a surface level, a lot of folks are talking about Bob Woodward and Robert Costa's new book, Peril, about the last days of Trump in the White House. In one instance, they describe when Biden reacted to a huge golf video game setup that Trump had. According to the book, he saw it and said of Trump, quote, what an effing A. You can fill that in. But in terms of a much more important political story that's all over my timeline right now, what's happening at the U.S. border with Haitians who are seeking asylum? Uh, By this point, I'm sure you've seen the disturbing images of Border Patrol on horseback having confrontations with Haitians on foot who are seeking safe harbor at the border of Texas. Many have said it appears that Border Patrol officers are using whips in the images, which conjures heartbreaking memories of slavery for so many people. Uh, Border Patrol has stated that whips are not being used and that what's being seen in the pictures are actually the reins for the horses. But the White House has weighed in and expressed their concern as well for what is happening. Take a listen to what Vice President Kamala Harris had to say. What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, But human beings should never be treated that way. And a lot of people are drawing the contrast between how Afghan asylum seekers are being embraced and what's happening with Haitians hoping to come to the U.S. in the wake of their political and environmental challenges. All right, now on a very sad note, actor Willie Garson, who stole hearts with his role as Stanford Blatch, the fabulous best friend of Sarah Jessica Parker's character, Carrie Bradshaw on Sex and the City, He's died at the age of 57 from pancreatic cancer. This not long after the star shot scenes for the show's reboot and the cast, along with fans, are just reeling right now. Here to discuss his work and legacy is People's TV and movie critic Tom Gliotto. Hi, Tom.
2: Hi, Janine. It's good to hear from you.
1: Uh, this is such sad news for fans of his work. Willie was a fixture in the industry for decades. So can you talk a bit about his career? And for people who maybe can't match his name to his face, what is he best known for?
2: Well, you know, he was a delightful character actor who has dozens of credits. Most recently, he had a, a, an arc on Hawaii uh, Hawaii Five O, the reboot. Before that, he had a long run on... White Collar with uh, Matt Bomer, but far and away people know him best as uh, Stanford Blatch, Carrie Bradshaw's gay best friend on Sex and the City, which I think was from 1998 to 2014. He was a, on a, he was a real scene stealer on a show that was filled with uh, scene stealers. What do you know about him? His name is Big Tool for you. <laughs> you know, he had a... A special kind of giddy charm that that I that always drew that, that you know created a huge fan base just for that character.
1: Do you have a favorite Stanford Blatch moment? Uh, my favorite is when he reacts to Carrie falling on the runway. Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill and getting stepped on by Heidi Klum. I was
2: just re-watching his marriage to Mario on the on the, on the original series, um, at which everybody at the event was commenting uh, was was the gayest event of all time, especially with Liz Minnelli as the uh, <laughs> the pastor.
1: Now the brooms have written their own ve- brooms. bride groom, groom.
0: Oh broom, oh, that's
1: marvelous. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's something about him that surprised you?
2: Well, actually, I, I did not know that he actually, maybe I should have, that he considered his greatest role uh, and performance was being a father to his son, Nathan, who I think, I think is now 20, and whom he adopted when he was seven. He said that that, in fact, was the greatest role of his life. Listen, I'm, I'm a
0: narcissistic, entitled, spoiled actor, so my entire life has been focused on myself. Until the moment I met Nathan, and then it wasn't. And it's a better life.
2: And you know, as you mentioned, that Nathan posted a, a very touching tribute to him on Instagram about their time together.
1: Yeah. And while we knew he was working on the new series, and just like that, uh, any idea how the show will handle his death?
2: No, we have we have you know no idea at this moment how they'll deal with it on the show because I mean there have been photos of him being on the set uh, working with Mario Cantone and other uh, co-stars so they're going to have to to figure that one out uh, sadly he'll it'll be a it'll be it'll definitely be a gap in the in the, the narrative and the the tone I think uh,
1: well Tom thank you so much next up, people crime reporter Chris Harris takes me inside the heartbreaking new details surrounding Gabby Petito's disappearance. Stick around.
0: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise.
1: What a wonderful day!
0: It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible.
1: I need
2: to go.
0: Hang on.
1: Hey there, I am back now and it is time to dig in to a devastating update in the Gabby Petito story. Yesterday, it was confirmed that her body was found in Wyoming and her death has been ruled as a homicide. Petito's remains were found Sunday in an undeveloped camping area in Bridger Teton National Forest on the eastern edge of Grand Teton National Park in western Wyoming. This is near where she was last seen with her fiancé, Brian Laundry after leaving a hotel in Salt Lake City. Laundry whom she took a road trip with last month, has been named a person of interest. Her story and disappearance has captured the nation, and our thoughts are with her family. And joining me now to discuss this is People Crime reporter Chris Harris. Hi, Chris.
0: Hey, how you doing, Janine?
1: I'm okay. The story is just so devastating. On the outside, it seemed like they were a happy couple, but things were clearly very different behind the scenes. So let's go back to the beginning and, you know, just update people on their relationship, which began in high school. A few of their friends spoke to people for one of this week's cover stories about their relationship. They are understandably shaken by what's happened, but what did they tell us?
0: You know, they, they, they said that, um, the, the Brian, uh, laundry that's being, uh, you know, painted by the police, by the media, but by Gabby's family is not the guy that they knew. And uh, they said, you know, they were one of those on again, off again couples. Either they were, you know, doing really great and and were sort of the envy of everybody. Like, why can't I have a, a relationship that great? Or they were fighting, and, and everyone was like, "Why don't you two just break up already? Like, stop this drama." I mean, and, and I guess you know, high school relationships can be like that. But um, they're they're understandably very upset about what's happened, and and they kind of can't make sense of you know, between the Brian they know and the Brian that that they're hearing about on the news.
1: It's so complicated. Um, Another development that came out from this story is a U.S. park ranger, Melissa Hulls, said she spoke with Gabby after she was one of the officers who responded to the call reporting the couple's domestic dispute. Uh, She said Gabby's relationship with Brian seemed, quote, toxic Mm -hmm. and saw a lot of red flags. So what else did she share?
0: You know, she just basically, you know, had a heart to heart with Gabby and and asked her to, you know, reevaluate the relationship was in, you know, uh, are you genuinely happy with this guy?
1: And this conversation that she's talking about, what she told um, Gabby, this happened off camera, right? She kind of took her to the side and, and talked to her about, like, you know, how she's doing in this relationship and if it's right for her.
0: Yeah, this uh, we only actually got body camera footage from one of the officers who was a male. So we did not uh, hear this interaction between uh, the park ranger and Gabby. But yeah, Mm. it seems like a lot of people interacted with this couple... You know, while they were out on the road and and could get the sense that there was something amiss, that that there was something, that, 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 that there was tension between these two mm. and that maybe they shouldn't be together.
1: Mm. So so there are obviously a lot of moving parts here. Where do things stand now in the search for Brian? Because he is now AWOL.
0: Yeah, yeah. He is uh, on the run. He has not been seen. There may be, uh, there may have been some footage caught of him on a uh, by a trail camera, but uh, that hasn't been confirmed yet. They're searching Sarasota County Park, where he um, allegedly went to go uh, on a hike. Uh, They've been searching night and day. They have not found any trace of him. The area that he is in is uh, a very hard, uh, hard terrain to to survive in because there's really not a lot naturally that you can eat. And um, and it's really hard to t- terrain to move around in um, swamp. I mean, it's swamp ground.
1: Mm. Oh my gosh! This is just it's it's. The story, it has so many different sides to it, and it is so sad. But I do want to bring up a different thread um, that kind of comes out of Gabby's story and the coverage of her story. It's gotten so much attention, and there are critiques out there, uh, rightly so, that there are so many other people missing in this country and people of color who are missing in this country that do not get the same level of attention as Gabby's story. And so I want to bring up someone that we covered recently at People um, and, and just dig into that a little bit, the disappearance of 25-year-old Jelani Day. So he's a grad student at Illinois State University who was last seen on August 24th, and his family reported him missing the following day. So what do we know? And, and, and what is it about this case that caught our attention? Yeah, the
0: uh, family and faculty members at, at his school, they hadn't heard from him in a while. They weren't able to get in touch with him, Um so they were uh, initially very concerned. Then his car was found a day later in a wooded area about 60 miles away from where he was last seen. And the clothes that he was wearing when he was last seen were also inside the car. You know, Gabby's story has, has sort of raised the question of the media's coverage of various cases and whether it's biased or, or fair, um, you know, Gabby's getting all this attention while, you know, hundreds of people go missing every day. But luckily that kind of criticism is shining a light on these other cases. Um, you know, uh, right now in Jelani's case, uh, there's very few leads, but, but, you know, the police want answers. They want help. If, if, you know, they want people to come forward, if they know anything about what happened to Jelani and where he is, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it, and, and, you know, you were speaking before, uh, the FBI does say that, uh, more than 89,000 active missing persons cases, uh, were reported, uh, by December 2020, and, um, 45% of those actually involve people of color.
1: That was People crime reporter Chris Harris on the latest updates surrounding the Gabby Petito case and the missing Illinois State University graduate student Jelani Day. For more on these stories, head over to People.com. And now, something much needed to make you smile. Amanda Gorman stole our hearts earlier this year as the youngest inaugural poet ever with her unforgettable speech, The Hill We Climb. And now she is climbing higher by sharing her love for reading with her brand new children's book, Change Sings a children's anthem. It's a vibrant must-read for all little ones about the power of using your voice and speaking out. This is what she told the Today Show about what inspired her to write it.
0: For me, I wanted to write a children's book in which young readers can see themselves as real agents of change within the world. I was speaking with so many family members and guardians who asked me, how do I talk about the world with my child and I said first and foremost by highlighting how important they are to our
1: future and that's really the core of the message of Change Things. This is the perfect nighttime read for me and my two at home adding to my online cart now. All right, I will talk to you guys tomorrow.